Welcome to Dream, Declare, Deliver with Chris Garrell and Candace Ogren. Join us each week as we explore how to live a life by design and turn inspiration into realization. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to Dream, Declare, Deliver with myself, uh, Chris Garrell. I'm co-author with Candace Sogren of the book Typhoon Honey, The Only Way Out is Through. And uh, and ty- today, uh, Candace is um, traveling uh, with work and, and totally preoccupied. So I've actually invited my dear friend, Yuka Nakasoni, uh, who is a globalization, localization expert um, and a strategic consultant across multiple industries from mm-hmm. retail from retail to to um, science to engineering and architecture, um, uh, it's just uh, an amazing um, uh, world that she lives in. Uh, and and CEOs reach out to her to help them um, fit their message and fit their products to the the local economy so that it's understood in in their own um, their own vernacular and 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 makes sense to them. Um, but that's only one part of what she does. A lot of it is just <laughs> you know strategic consultant. And uh, Yuka is one of the brightest people I know, um, and oh, I just yeah. I, I love her to pieces. So Yuka, welcome to Dream Declare Deliver. Um, and I wanted to talk today about. Um, the art of declaration and how you apply it um, in your life. And, and we, were, we were just chatting a little bit before we got on the air that um, it's a matter of, you know, kind of trusting and stepping forward. Um, mm-hmm. And I just, I see you do that all the time. Um, <laughs> when you do that, what happens? What's it feel like? And what's it, what, what happens for you? Yeah, thank you very much for an amazing introduction. <laughs> I felt like, oh my God, that's me. So <laughs> what happened? What happens is this: like something, maybe you didn't even imagine can happen, may happen, and actually happens. Yeah. Right. Mm. And I did the transformation leadership training actually with Candice and you, I mean, at the school. But this practice of trusting and taking a leap of faith is my kind of usual practice. Right. The way I met you was, I think in two, uh, no, not 2000. Oh, it was before uh, that, 19, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. 1997, I think. Yeah, somewhere around there. <laughs> somewhere around there when I was living in Boston. And now you're in, in the greater Boston area, but me, I'm speaking to you from Barcelona, Spain. What happened between then and now, Yuka just took a leap of faith. Yeah. One leap yeah. after another, really. Yeah. Um, but that uh, was a, a huge leap because I had a green card already assigned, I mean, approved and coming. I had a H1B visa and just the, the moment of shifting from H1B to green card, 
I just decided to come to Europe. <laughs> <laughs> I just decided. So I created kind of a void pitching. I mean, throw in the green card. People told me crazy nuts, everything. <laughs> right, you can yeah. Imagine. And I kind of resigned my position at a, a very thriving business. Um, and I had a um, promised uh, position as well. And I had all my friends, all my network and professional friendship. I I just quit and came here to Spain without kind of nothing. Without really knowing what was out there. So there's two yeah. things in what you just said that I want to pick up on. Hmm. Um, you know, one is that that people call us crazy. Um, you know, when we when we do that that leap of faith, um, you know, and, and it's, and it's a matter of trusting something way bigger than yourself or way bigger than myself, you know? Um, and we often refer to it as trusting the universe or trusting, you know, the powers that be or, or whatever it is, you know, some people even refer to it in, in deity names and, and so on, but it's a matter of trusting that there's more out there and then, then, then what we can imagine, and that's the second concept that you mentioned that, that I want to pick up on is it's always bigger than, um, than I can imagine. Yeah. In, in fact, how I know that I can trust, you know, something more powerful than me or trust yeah. the universe and take that leap of faith is that yeah. what I imagine for myself uh, comes from my own experience of what is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, I mean, I've seen things happen in the past and I, you know, and if I trusted only on my own experience, mm-hmm. then what I would imagine as my declared future, yeah. um, would be limited to what my, my brain could do. Oh yeah, exactly. You know, so, but when I trust that universe, mm-hmm. you know, that greater thing, Boy, things that show up are are much bigger than what I was imagining or or hoping for or whatever. Yeah, I mean, this when when really this needs to happen or this happens, maybe you're cornered. Kind of, you take that leap or stay there in the dark or shadow or sorrow or whatever it is. Mm. You know, I I I I'm looking back my life and when I really take a huge leap, not small leap, <laughs> huge leap, I'm cornered to either take this or stay where I am, struggle or being sad or crying, you know. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I guess that's my character of just taking a chance and try something new, yeah. you know. So maybe that's what I, I learned when I was small, maybe. Yeah. Before. So yeah, I, I start to take 
kind of risks and goes somewhere I don't know, talk to somebody, some, somebody I don't know, or whatever it is. And I kind of know that if I do this, maybe something good happens. Mm-hmm. That's that maybe that's yeah. that's how I learned and I I start to practice and I started to take huge leaps. And what you said was really true that when I when I came from the States to Spain, the least thing I imagined really was I would meet somebody from France, not Spain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> getting married to him so my world expanded far beyond what i was imagining or declared mm-hmm. I, was going, I, I i was going to spain but it wasn't spain it was europe yeah yeah <laughs> and if we you know kind of fast forward to the future or to the present i mean to you know to where you are now in your career, um, mm-hmm. you know, you've been you've been working at a certain level. And in our conversations, I, I, I kept on saying, you know, Yuka, you're you're worth more than than what you're charging. <laughs> you're worth more than what you're charging. Um, and and so finally, you said, okay. And what happened when when you uh, when you started adjusting your rates? Um, I mean, there was one particular thing that I was thinking <laughs> of, you know, but um, you just start, you declared, you declared, you know, this is my new billable rate. Yeah. And and what happened? What happened? I think two things happened. Hmm. One is actually financial and the other is more like field. Like I declared who I am Mm -hmm. and the work came to prove that. Yeah. And and, and that's really the thing that I was, I was referring to is like you shifted what your billable was as a statement of your own worth. And all of a sudden a whole batch of new work, new, you know, requests for your expertise came in at that level. Yeah, you know? it was kind of strange, and maybe it wasn't strange because <laughs> I started to. It's it's not a magic, I think. No, not at because all. Because it's it's us in the world, so maybe because I shifted, that world changed, you know. So it's not something coming to me because I shifted I started to get something else yeah I could I had I I was able to attain that yeah it was there of course that's the point yeah yeah Yeah. it was already there yeah always there I mean that that came from the people that I knew before, you know, so that shows that the way I talk, the way I, I kind of explained and the way I could make them see what's the result Mm -hmm. shifted 
yeah. as a result of my declaring and trusting that. I mean, yeah, absolutely. So it's it, it's trusting yourself. Um, that I am worth this and then trusting that, you know, in the abundance that's around us all the time um, that we weren't, we weren't looking for work at that price before it was there. And all we had to do is say, no, this is my new price. And people, you know, I, I remember you telling me that even one of your clients wrote back and said, no, 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 I can't pay you what that old price was. I have to pay you more than that. I have, you know, and, yeah. and actually came, I came out with the exact new price that you were going to ask for in, in renegotiating, you know, he beat you to it and, and said, you know, here's what we're, you know, here's what we're going to offer. And it was like your new billable. Um, so it, it, it would, you know, well, yeah. And it kind of sometimes feels like magic. Um, but you know, in, in Typhoon Honey, we, we talk about, peeling back the layers, you know, opening the curtains and and looking behind the curtains of what that magic actually is, is one, you know, there is a magic in saying I'm worth it, you know, in believing that because it shifts the way you describe yourself. It shifts the way you value yourself and you walk in with a whole new experience. I had, you know, for me, like, you know, this came true or came into, into, into clarity, you know, a long time ago for me. Um, I was, um, working, you know, in a three person consulting firm, me and two other people. Um, and, you know, somebody, you know, friend of a friend called up our office and said, Hey, do you guys do that? And they handed the phone to me. <laughs> and so, so I answered some questions and they invited us down to pitch. The business. This was in Washington, D.C. I'm living in Boston. Um, so the three of us went down and it turns out we're we're pitching business for, you know, over half a million dollars worth of consulting. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other two competitors in the final were two multinational, huge consulting firms. Wow. We won the business because wow. being fast and agile, they didn't know that we were only three people and that all three of us were there, you know, but, but we, we pitched the business and we won it. Um, that's not the story. The story is, um, in winning the business, part of what I, you know, got to do, um, was coach the mm-hmm. president and CEO who was, you know, Oxford and Cambridge educated as a Brit. Um, and, um, you know, just a former president of British Telecom. I mean, this is a senior, senior executive. Mm-hmm. So I'm on the plane and I'm probably halfway between Boston and, and DC. And this thought hits me. Who do you think you are? <laughs> Who do you think you are? You're this, you know, like this kid from the sticks of Pennsylvania with the, you know, state university type educations. You know, my degrees are all from like, you know, just regular colleges, not the prestigious Harvard, you know, MIT or Cambridge and Oxford. Who do you think you are going to coach this person who's so good? Mm-hmm. The very next thought was, if I have that much respect for him, mm-hmm. I better at least respect the fact that he has chosen me. Oh, yeah. So I could either show up. And in Washington, D.C., turn around and get on the next plane home, 
and you know and and buy into the fact that i'm not enough or say well if he chose me maybe he saw something in me that i don't see in myself i better show up with that i did um and 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 everything has been different ever since then you know that was the first day i really wow. felt like an executive leadership coach um mm -hmm. because he trusted me and then i was forced to trust myself um, and ever wow. since then, you know, I pitched myself as a senior executive coach. Um, mm -hmm. and that was, I don't know, that was in the, I was also in the late nineties or so. So I've been doing mm -hmm. senior executives only ever since then. But, wow. but that turning point of, of saying, mm -hmm. I'm not worth it to, yes, I better show up, <laughs> you know, I better be worth it. <laughs> You know, I trust that this guy made the choice. And sometimes, so so sometimes that validation seems like it comes from other people. But if, if we peel back the layers, it's actually when you or I or anybody says, I'm worth it. I am. Yeah. I am a force to be reckoned with. Um, and we yeah. declare that. Uh, then the outside world, you know, comes around and says, yeah, that's what I see too, you know? Mm -hmm. And and so it's, it's this matter of, you know, kind of saying so, um, you know, saying that I am who I am, that I'm worth it. Yeah. Um, and then when we step in or we take that, you know, that leap of faith forward saying, well, you know, I am, I am worthy of that. Then everything shows up aligned with that yeah. it's not really magic <laughs> you know hmm. it, there, there's actually you know just a paradigm shift or a visual shift that people have and that we have when we do that you yeah. know and actually to get to the point that you can you really need to declare who you're going to be hmm I guess you need lots of help from other people because we tend to go back to, you know, I'm not enough. Who I yeah. do, do I think I am? And, you and know, as so. you said, that all comes from when we're little, you know? Yeah. I mean, scientists say that we learn 95% of our vocabulary before the age of five, hmm. you wow. know? And, and, and so, you know, all of our science words and our big words and our globalization words and things like that only represent about five to 10% of our vocabulary. So when we learn all those words, we're learning about what the world is that those words describe. Mm. Right. So we're learning 95 or 90 to 95% of our words, but we're also learning 95% of what we believe the world is like okay. when we're five years old or under. In other words, when we're little and pip squeaks and not much, you know, have no authority in the family, you know, we, you know, we're, we're not fast. We're not strong. We're just little kids. Yeah. And so, and, and all of our concepts about life come from there when we're not big, we're not strong. We're not fast. We're not strong, uh, you know, um, um, intelligent, you know, we're not competitive. We're, we're, yeah. And so we learn, I'm not. Yeah. I'm not yeah, that. That makes sense. You know? Make, yeah, it made perfect sense. Well, especially from your, yeah. you know, your background where you came from a, a society that 
you know, that didn't value girls and women as much as they mm. valued boys and men. Mm. Um, and, and so that was part of the, uh, you know, the, the lessons that you learned when you were little and that you, oh, yeah, ha- you had course. to break free from. Yeah, of course, because uh, I have a, a older brother, meaning mm-hmm. he gets everything <laughs> that I didn't get. Right. And I didn't understand. It's kind of, for parents, it's automatic. Mm-hmm. The thing that they give uh, or allow to boys and allow or give to girls, there's nothing bad or good, but it's kind of automatic reaction yeah. from the social, you know, setting. Mm-hmm. So they don't even think like, you know, they, they give a doll to to me, they give a a, a boost to my brother and they, they let him go to the whatever, but they keep me at home. That's yeah. kind of automatic reaction them so there's nothing but but that's really cultural that's not their fault or anything like that it's just it it was the culture you were brought up in you know i i i have that yeah yeah that that's for sure yeah Yeah. and and so you know sometimes we you know we just fight the natural process of we're little and we learn that we're we're not enough and not strong enough or or whatever not smart enough um but sometimes there are cultural things in there i grew up in in you know pretty much poverty um appalachia area um and and we always say though it wasn't um it wasn't the pure poverty line we could see it from our house Mm. you know we could you know it wasn't that far away so kind of subsistence living and Mm. and when you live in that kind of scarcity financial scarcity Mm. um where you know literally paychecks come in and pay the bills and then you look at what's left over for food um Mm. you know there's a set of beliefs that you you know that i learned as a kid about the scarcity of things so whether it's your culture as a Japanese, you know, uh, woman or my culture as a, you know, a poverty, you know, kind of birthplace or family of origin, mm-hmm. you know, we learn cultural things as well as just the pure experiential things of being mm-hmm. small that add to that whole belief system that mm-hmm. we're not enough. So, yeah. you know, so people may be fearful of or worried about, you know, how come I feel I'm not enough all the time and think that they have a psychological problem. It's not a psycho. It's just a natural course of events. It's just as natural. And the thing that we're talking about in dream, declare, deliver Mm -hmm. is it's just Mm -hmm. as natural to trust the abundance. Mm -hmm. Once we've learned that that stuff is not truth, it's just what we were told and what we figured out as smart little kids, you know, it, you know, we put things together, um, yeah, you know, that, that we never challenged. And now we get to challenge that. You know, so the challenge, real challenge is how you can dream big or bigger, mm-hmm. the biggest, because when, when you ask me, so what's your dream? Maybe I, I say something like, I, I I'll make up like, a. Like a little bit bigger condo with a, a kitchen <laughs> with a window uh, looking 
at a forest or or, or maybe ocean or something like that. But mm-hmm. you can ask, why don't you ask a house? You know, <laughs> right? Why don't you ask? I mean, the, the, if if we try to think what we really can get. There's no limit, but we tend to limit ourselves. So yeah, right. that's the real challenge, how you can declare something for yourself. Right. Well, and, yeah. and we're told, you know, a lot of times by our society, there's another belief that, you know, it's it's um uh greedy to want something more, or you know, things like that, to to declare, you know, I I want to make, you know. X amount of dollars this coming year. I want to make, you know, 200,000 or something like that. Oh, that's greedy of you. Well, no, it's not. It's just, that's my, that's my vision, my goal. And, and my big why, you know, has to be bigger than that goal. My big why is I want to make enough that I can give to others and want to be in service to people and things like that. When I have a bigger why, you know, it seems like the universe says, yes, I can fuel that. I'll help you out with that, you know. And But if, if we say, I, I want to get lots of money and, you know, keep it all to myself, it, what, we're, what we're doing in doing that is we actually block the flow of abundance. You know, it's not, it's, it, it comes to us as much as we give it away. Yeah. You know, there, there has to be some, you have to work within the structure of flow. Mm -hmm. Um, and what you bring in is enabling you to give more to, uh, you know, out of what you have. Mm -hmm. Um, so we often talk about, you know, in the art of declaration, we talk about declaring not things because Mm -hmm. that's going to be limited by my mindset Mm -hmm. or my ego's um, wishes, but declaring from your big, why, you know, like, Mm -hmm. why do you, why would you want that? Why would you want a condo like that? You know, you know, what does it free you up to be able to do? Yeah. And and how do you want to serve people? Yeah. Going back to my work, I think it's, it's very, it's, it doesn't do good to anybody if I play small mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. by declaring I'm this kind of strategist, which I really can serve as, I can help people who need yeah. Yeah. my help. And it's right. it's kind of egoistic of myself if I keep it myself or I... I stop mm-hmm. myself. Not- and that's playing small. I mean, keeping yeah. for yourself is also playing small. Yeah. You know, and as you said, you know, and it, it reminds me of that, that wonderful quote from Marianne Williams um, uh, that, uh, you know, we don't serve the world by playing small. Um, you know, it's, it, you know, what we fear most is not that we're inadequate. What we fear most is how actually powerful and great and wonderful we really are. And when we play small, we deny that to the world. We, you know, we, we, we put our light under a basket and, um, when we step forward and really bring our gifts, it empowers other people to do the same thing. Yeah. You know, so, so it doesn't serve anybody to play small. 
Yeah. <laughs> Especially and, ourselves. Yeah. And if your if your clients or your prospect is suffering from mm-hmm. a symptom that you can alleviate, why you have to be thinking selling is not my thing, selling is dirty, selling yeah, is right, not right. good, you know? I mean, yeah. it's uh, it's it's good for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> you can actually serve and help. You know? Yeah, I have a dear friend who um, um, has been corporate uh, most of her career and has decided to go off on her own and start her own consulting practice. And, mm. um, you know, she she was always afraid of, you know, where's the next thing coming from? And, um you know, once she started, you know, living from her declaration and, mm-hmm. and serving, um, and, and really standing in her big why she, you know, what she discovered was that her belief about sales, uh, about selling in as a consultant was that you had to constantly be on the sell. And what she's found is that when she's standing in her purpose and her why, mm-hmm. you know, she, it's a matter of, of meeting people and connecting people and making new friends and, and in, in just valuing who she is in that process, people say, Hey, can you do this? Mm-hmm. Or people say, you got to talk to her because, you know, she's been asking me, you know, for that and you do that. And and so it's all these referrals and things that happen as a result of our just standing in our own power of yeah. I am, I am enough. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I agree. so we, we we're almost uh, up against our, our half hour uh, deadline. I, I have always vowed to keep these things short so that people can have digestible mm-hmm. information, but mm-hmm. You know, I, I just want to acknowledge you for um, for taking the step forward, for always taking the leap uh, of faith. Um, I just, uh, you know, my giggle every day is I get a, a, a text from Yuka that says, oh, I let this happen and look what showed up. <laughs> and it's just it's just beautiful to be, you know, a witness to that. And um, thank you. And and it actually has just served you so well to continue, you know, in the process of daring enough to dream big, um, daring enough to say you're worth it. And, and then, you know, being able to deliver on what you, you talk about, uh, you know, really the the way we implement this is, you know, kind of on a daily basis, one day at a time is like, um, you know, we were able to fulfill what we declare because yeah. you know because we're more conscious of our ownership in that mm-hmm. um you know and and what i've noticed you know in you is that you used to work your tail off to make ends meet <laughs> and and now having adjusted your your price to what you're actually worth you're you're getting more and and doing less and yeah. and that's yeah. you know I that's actually have time yeah you actually have time you know so Thank you so much for allowing me to to chat with you. And, um, you know, I, I I look forward to every conversation that we have. Um, yeah. Any any last thoughts that you have about um, about the the risk, the the stepping forward in risk um, or, you know, the leap of faith as we were talking about it? Well, I just encourage everybody to reflect where they are. Mm-hmm. And if they can take a leap, even if it's small, it's wonderful. Uh, yeah, sometimes we start small. That's just enough. Yeah, you know. 
and and you know nothing can happen i mean the 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 worst results you already have nothing <laughs> happens you know so if you don't do Ooh. nothing nothing happens so yeah right so just uh, keep that's br that's brilliant i want to say i want to i want to say that again <laughs> the worst result you're already sitting with you're doing nothing yeah. you know and nothing's yeah. going to happen um but when you take a risk, um, you know, you're opening up uh, for great things to happen. Exactly. Um, and I can't <laughs> think of a better place to end this. So thank you so much. Have a great day. And uh, thank you all for, for joining us on Dream, Declare, Deliver. Mm -hmm.